Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. It is cheaper to keep a customer than it is to get one. Because to get one, you basically have to convince the brain that this is something it wants. To keep mm-hmm. it, all you have to do is just continue to provide value to the part of the brain that already likes it, right? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Pit Stop. I'm Sarah Levenger. I'm a consumer behavior analyst and founder of the DTC Research Group and your new host today for Pit Stop. So thank you so much for joining me. Once again, we are joined by your old host, Lucas Walker. He's fantastic. I love him. He's a serial entrepreneur. Really, I mean, fantastic just in the DTC space. He's a guru. He's a rock star. We love him. And today we're actually going to be talking about one of my favorite brands, Olapop, and how they keep customers like me so engaged. I'm a tiny bit addicted, not just to their product, but to their brand. So Lucas, welcome. I'm excited to dive into this one. This will be fun. Me too. So glad to to be back. And I love talking CPG because that's really where I got my teeth in the DTC space with a yeah. luxury company. So I've been through this and it's it's really interesting. That's what we're talking about today is keeping your customers engaged and, and touching them, not in a, a creepy way, but so that they remember <laughs> who you are when it's time to exactly. time to buy. And it's yeah. it's funny that this is the, the first brand that you mentioned, which is which is Olipop as as an example. So let's start at the top. And again, this was inspired by one of your tweets is brands need seven touch points. Let's start there with yeah. why brands need seven touch points. Because that, that sounds like a lot. It's like not a lot compared to <laughs> different numbers. Let's just start with the magic number seven. Yeah. Yeah. And this was a tweet that I tweeted, I think, last week sometime. So if you want to follow me over there, I'm at Sarah Levenger. But this is interesting because I've heard this come up a lot. The phrase of you need seven touch points with a customer before they will purchase from you. The interesting part about that is it's kind of taken out of context. I don't think seven is a magical number, even though a lot of people like to regurgitate that information. I've heard seven, I've heard 23, I've yeah. heard 66 times. And it's... <laughs> exactly. Who knows really how many times. What, what this phrase is actually talking about is a, a specific tendency for humans. Familiarity bias basically means that you are more likely to choose things that you know a lot about or things that you've seen a lot. So seven touch points doesn't mean seven. In like an actual behavior psychology standpoint, it means we're trying to become familiar. We're basically trying to stay top of mind with these people at all times across all platforms. That may sound very intense. <laughs> and this again, don't take this as I need to be on every single platform everywhere. What I'm talking about is that brands really need to make sure that when they are interacting with their customer, their customers are seeing them weekly. We want to make sure that we're staying top of mind a lot throughout the week. <laughs> Coke does a really good job of this. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Obviously, well, they're a big brand. but well, Their whole strategy was never be more than 100 <laughs> feet from being able to purchase. Yes, yes 100%. And they've done a really good job about that. Clearly, they have a lot of money. So that's the reason why they've been doing so well. But Starbucks does this as well. I mean, one of their key tactics was we want a Starbucks on every corner. Mm -hmm. And that was not because it was a great way to sell products, because why would you why would you go to a Starbucks when there's another one on the street corner? Right. That's just strange. But it's smart from a branding tactic because familiarity breeds sales. That's what Mm -hmm. they're known for. And that's what they're really good at. 
is making sure that people know where they are at all times. It's very smart. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and even just different ways to to engage. It's the the Starbucks. They don't care if you don't go to that that yeah. one on one corner. If you go to the one on <laughs> the other corner, I'm exactly. sure that they're grouping that that revenue by by proximity. Yep, you're still so buying. You so. <laughs> So let's go back to to Olipop as an example. I find it interesting because it's I heard about them through their employees on social media, which mm-hmm. is a huge way to build trust. It's an actual yeah. company with people who are are proud to work there and believe yeah. in the product versus just looking at viewing viewing it as a job. But that's not. It, it would be great if that's how it was for everyone. I don't know if if that <laughs> is viable. But let's just go through some of the ways that they really communicate with their customers, especially a familiar customer such as yourself. I'm sure that the messaging that you're getting is a little bit different than, say, someone who's never tried Magic Spoon cereal before, like we saw in the or heard about in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. So Olipop is really interesting because as a customer that just went through their buying journey, I can tell you there was a little bit, they had a ton of really, really great stuff that helped me continue my journey on to purchasing and eventually becoming a subscriber-based customer, which is what they want. Their LTV is higher for subscriber-based customers. And so for me, I never heard about them, not one time. And it's very interesting because my husband drinks a lot of soda. Mm -hmm. I'm not a soda drinker. So for me to go from not a soda drinker all the way up to a subscribing customer, there's some key points that happen there. So for my journey, I heard about them first on Twitter mm-hmm. because their entire like employee base is on Twitter and they're constantly talking about the brand. They're constantly pulling up different images of the product or things they're working on or launches that they're doing. But better than that, these employees are giving you a firsthand experience of what they think about the brand which is not just social proof, it's also authority proof. So from a psychological standpoint, the employees of this company are basically telling you if we trust them and we work for them, you can trust them as well, right? Mm -hmm. Fantastic, so amazing. If as a brand, you can get your employees to tweet about you, that in itself will cause all kinds of good associations with the customers and your employees and eventually your brand. So first point was Twitter. Second mm-hmm. point was Google for me. And this is a lot of second points for a lot of customers that I've researched before. Google tends to be the place that you go to validate an idea about things or specifically purchase something in particular. So after I saw them on Twitter, I went to Google just to see what are they <laughs> exactly. I've been hearing a lot about this brand. I want to try and figure out what their product is and see if it's something I'm interested in. So I went to Google, found their website, went through a couple pages and just read about the company itself. And I loved what they're doing. They're very much in the health food space. They're a soda that, that's based upon a whole bunch of different botanicals. So it's, it has nothing to do with the normal soda route, which is a lot of sugars and a lot of dyes and things like that. So anybody looking for an alternative to the soda they love to drink can go to Olipop and feel good about what they're purchasing. So from Twitter to Google, then I went on to Facebook and I actually saw a couple of their ads because their retargeting is very good. <laughs> And the retargeting was fantastic because they had two lines running. They had one that was just introducing new products to me and the other that was introducing a first time buyer discount. So those two tracks were great because one, I didn't, I still didn't know a lot about the product and two, I needed something to kind of push me over the edge to purchase. So that was three steps before I even got to purchasing. And it's very important that we understand this as brands. There's a lot of steps that happen before you purchase. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Especially customers. And, well, and anything that, that you ingest, it's 
yeah, a little bit more high risk than a floaty for the beach. Exactly. Yeah. If it's something that's edible or something that's consumable, it's it takes a while for people to understand what the product is, understand how it fits in their life and then make a purchase because they have to make sure that this is not something that's going to hurt them. And that's just pre-programming. All humans have it. We just we don't want to die as humans. Like we're really careful about our safety. Well, that's it. It's all all throughout the pandemic. It was working to get a vaccine, working more ventilators. And and I just thought, why why aren't we trying to just cure death? That's that's the goal. Stop death. (laughs) We can stop death. Everything else will take care of itself. But people are very usually people are very careful about what they put in their bodies, especially Mm -hmm. nowadays. We're very informed consumers. We know grams and like grams and grams and grams of sugar is bad and i've been in the convenience store looking for for a drink on a hot day and i just i see the calorie count i know that i'm just going to chug the sugar and i'm like this isn't (laughs) good i I can't enjoy this well and it's tough because if you're an avid soda drinker like you crave that right your body Mm -hmm. actually craves a coke at a particular time of day or a pepsi at a particular time of day interestingly enough like i said i was a consumer that didn't drink soda So when I was going through these touch points and finally got to purchase, I basically did it because I wanted to test the product. It was just, it looks like a good product. I kind of want to try it and see if it's, it tastes good. Right. Mm -hmm. Mostly because, and this is, this is something too, that you'll find with consumers. They have this backlog of all these different things that they're looking for in a product. And for me, I was buying this soda to try and see if it would replace my husband's Coke (laughs) that he has every day. So I wasn't really buying it for me. I actually bought it for him and ended up really liking it. And now I'm subscribed and I I drink a lot of Opa. So anyways, after that one purchase, though, there's also several touch points after that. So the emails that they're sending. You work so, so hard to get a customer. Yes, 100%. Whatever the stat is, five times, ten times easier to Mm -hmm. to get a new one. If you you flip that, that means it's five to ten times cheaper to, to keep them. And especially if you're shipping out beverages, that's... Not yeah. an insignificant part of your cost. So you yeah. you don't want to have to be paying to acquire a new customer every day. So what are some of the, some of the ways that they get you to keep coming back for more and more? Yeah. Well, and that's a great point to bring up that it is cheaper to t- keep a customer than it is to get one. Because to get one, you basically have to convince the brain that this is something it wants. To keep mm-hmm. it, all you have to do is just continue to provide value to the part of the brain that already likes it, right? Much easier from a psychological standpoint. So Olipop is doing some fantastic things, email-wise, retargeting-wise, and then with their actual branding, they're fantastic. So from an email standpoint, they're sending out emails a couple times a week, and I'm still subscribed just because I love their emails. They're introducing new products, which is a normal thing to do, obviously, with a brand. But they're also doing something different that I don't see a whole lot of brands doing right now, and that's discussing topics that surround their product but aren't about their product. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one of the emails I just got was talking about ways to introduce self-care in your life if you don't have a whole lot of time. So they were going through kind of a list of you can take a bath, you can take a walk, you can talk to a friend, like those type of things. But then they also went through a small section at the bottom that talked about the value and importance of taking time to rest, right? Mm-hmm. And Olapop was a part of that. You can take this with you, take it to the park, have your kind of like day at the park, and Olapop will be a part of your self-care routine. So they're injecting their product into the actual format of self-care, which is fantastic for me because I'm just going to keep associating their product with self-care, which is something I'm interested in as their customer. Yeah. Fantastic way to use email. 
going full circle of of copying from the big guys but but coke yeah. does the same thing with if with their their coke music in summer you're listening to music yeah. at, at a barbecue on the beach wherever yeah. everyone loves music yeah. it's a little bit better with coke or yeah. or sport or even their yeah. commitment to green on the planet which yeah. sounds pretty counterintuitive but if coke can reduce 10 percent of their plastic usage that yeah. will probably have one of the biggest impacts on the planet yeah yeah, 100%. Coke did it really, really well because, again, they're just injecting their product into their customer's life that they're already living. So as mm. a brand, if you can inject your product into your customer's life, the one that they're already interested in and living avidly, then it makes it way easier to make that choice. And if they have the associations built up from seeing you so many times, purchasing is going to be almost no brainer for them. Super easy. We're, we're coming up on time because I think we can just jam out on this all, all day. <laughs> yeah. But the, the last thing that we had for not, not giving up or what should brands do to keep being that professionally persistent? Yeah. So one of the things that I tell brands that is kind of counterintuitive to what we're hearing nowadays is please, please, please do not turn off your ads. This is because familiarity happens over a long period of time of seeing the same thing over and over. Consistency with brand is the only way we're going to win in today's world, especially considering humans and, and consumers are way too inundated with information. So you can't turn off your Facebook ads. Even if you seem to be losing money, my suggestion would be to downgrade a little bit on your budget, but stay consistent. Please don't turn them off. Because your customers are using that as a familiarity touch point. If you turn them off, it's very possible that you'll lose that connectivity with them and the association will drop. So continue those ads no matter what. Keep up your brand and build that familiarity over time. Yeah, really, really good points. All right, we are up on time. Sarah, want to take us home where can people find you? Where can people find more episodes of the pod if they enjoyed this one? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Obviously, if you've got a topic you want us to cover, please let me know. I'm over on Twitter at Sarah Levenger, and I, I, we've got more episodes coming for you guys. So thank you for joining us for Pit Stop today. You can find us on all of your podcasts. You can find us Apple, on Apple, thank Spotify. You. <laughs> you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Spotify. And thank you, Lucas, for joining us today. Always, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.